This week, the Human Rights Law Centre released a new report, The Cost of Courage, Fixing Australia's Whistleblower Protections. It coincides with the launch of the centre's new dedicated specialist legal project to provide advice and representation to Australian whistleblowers. The driving force behind the whistleblower project is Kieran Pender, senior lawyer at the Human Rights Law Centre, and he joins you now on RN. Kieran, welcome to Sunday Extra. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Uh, better than whistleblowers, it seems. In preparing the Cost of Courage report, you reviewed case law from 23 different whistleblowing laws, analysed 78 judgments across 70 cases over three decades. What did you find? The story was a grim one uh, for whistleblowers in Australia, uh, and that's a real problem for our democracy. So we all know that whistleblowers make Australia a better place if we think about the big scandals that have broken, say, over the past decade that have led to royal commissions, have led to regulatory action, have led to front-page news stories. So many of those have been sparked by whistleblowers and then have led to important change and important accountability. So we need whistleblowers speaking up. And in recent decades, at all levels of Australian government, we've seen laws introduced to protect and empower whistleblowers. But the finding of our research was that they're not working. There's only been one case in Australian legal history where a whistleblower has been awarded compensation for the retaliation they suffer when they speak up. There's been not a single case of a successful whistleblowing case under the key private and public sector whistleblowing laws. So the laws aren't working. This research shows that at an empirical level, but we knew that anecdotally as well. And you only have to look at the current landscape. We've got two whistleblowers on trial for telling the truth. We've got data that shows that up to seven or eight in 10 whistleblowers who speak up face workplace retaliation. So it's not a great time to be a whistleblower, and we're really committed to fixing that. Yeah, you mentioned there's two criminal trials that whistleblowers uh, are facing and you've spoken before on RN about how the Human Rights Law Centre has filed submissions in support of the ATO whistleblower Richard Boyle. Could you remind us about that case, where it's at, the, the role the centre's had, but also I suppose what it shows about the defects in the current protections for whistleblowers? Certainly. So Richard Boyle worked at the tax office. He spoke up about wrongdoing. Uh, particularly um, really aggressive debt recovery practices being pursued by the tax office against small business owners, people who are struggling with mental health challenges, health challenges. And rather than showing any willingness to work with them, the tax office was just taking money directly out of their bank account. Richard Boyle spoke up about that internally. He spoke up to the oversight body. And as a last resort, he went to the media, to a joint ABC and Fairfax investigation Richard Boyle has been vindicated. There have been a number of inquiries, including a Senate inquiry, that have found that what he spoke up about was going on, the practices have changed as a result of his whistleblowing, and yet Richard Boyle is on trial. He's facing criminal charges relating to his whistleblowing. He argued at first that he was protected by this whistleblowing law, the Public Interest Disclosure Act, and therefore was immune from prosecution, and he lost at first instance and the judge said the whistleblowing law only applied to the actual act of whistleblowing, not the preparatory act, so gathering the material that he ultimately used to blow the whistle. And that's what the criminal charge is related to. That's a really narrow interpretation of the law that really undermines whistleblower protections in Australia. That provision is in every Australian whistleblowing law. So 
all Australian employees, if they want to take advantage of that protection, would be undermined by this case. Uh, Richard Boyle appealed and the Human Rights Law Centre was granted a leave to participate in the appeal as, as a friend of the court to make submissions in support of stronger whistleblowing laws. Because what's the point of having these laws if they're not protecting people from speaking up? And at the heart of that is ensuring people can speak up safely and lawfully. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more, Kieran, about the whistleblower project that you've spearheaded at the Human Rights Law Centre. It's modelled on what organisations overseas have done to try and support whistleblowers. What are those organisations and what do they do? So, as I said, Australia has a long history of laws to protect whistleblowers, but we lag behind in those laws actually working, as our research shows, but then also in providing practical support for whistleblowers. So where whistleblowing laws have worked in other countries, in the United States, in Ireland, in the United Kingdom, in Serbia, in parts of Europe, that's come about because civil society has got around whistleblowers and said, we are here to support you and provided low cost or no cost legal support for people who want to speak up. Because at the moment, people who want to speak up have nowhere to turn. There's no dedicated legal support until the establishment of this project. There's no regulatory body with dedicated responsibility for whistleblowing. We've also been calling for the establishment of a whistleblower protection authority, which would have that role as well. But in the absence of that support from government, and, and even when such a body is established, there'll still be important work to be done protecting and empowering whistleblowers. And so that's why we're really delighted to have launched this service in Australia first uh, legal service to support whistleblowers and continue our advocacy and law reform work, building on those overseas e- examples. You know, in the United States, for example, the Government Accountability Project has been around for four decades now. They have dozens of lawyers, and this is what they do. They help people blow the whistle on government wrongdoing. That's so important to American democracy. So many of the key American whistleblowers have come through that project, and that's what we're trying to do here. The project promises to provide advice and representation to whistleblowers. How will that happen? So the Human Rights Law Centre is a community legal service, so we'll be providing that advice and support both internally and then we've been very fortunate to partner with some of Australia's leading law firms and barristers to ensure that we can scale to meet demand. Of course, as a community legal centre, we have limited resources. We're entirely philanthropically funded. Uh, We don't have any government funding, so We might not be able to help everyone uh, all the time, but we hope to be able to protect, advise, support whistleblowers in speaking up and then integrate that into our policy and advocacy work. Ultimately, we need better laws. We need a whistleblower protection authority. We need an end to the unjust prosecution of whistleblowers. And we hope that by protecting the next generation of whistleblowers, helping them go through the legal process, speak up safely and lawfully, we'll ensure that we don't have whistleblowers on trial in the future. You said we need better laws. There were some changes made to the Federal Act for Public Sector Whistleblowers recently, and the Attorney-General Mark Dreyfus has signalled a bigger overhaul. What's the process for that for here, and how does the legislation need to be improved? We need urgent reform to Australia's whistleblowing law, which is unduly technical, complex. It's been criticised by federal judges as basically impossible to comprehend. That shows that the law is not working. The data we've gathered shows the law is not working. These ongoing prosecutions show that the law is not working. The federal government has promised reform to whistleblowing law. We saw an initial very minor technical tranche of reform pass the Senate in June. Uh, A second round of reform has been promised 
Uh, we're yet to see the details of that. We've been calling on a comprehensive overhaul. We need it simplified. We need to ensure the law is adequately protecting whistleblowers. Um, we need to level the playing field. It, it's very difficult for whistleblowers to make use of these laws. So there's all sorts of legal changes that are needed to bring these laws in line with international best practice. But then the other side of the coin is that body to oversee and enforce these laws. So at the moment in Australia, we don't have that. In the uh, the crossbench iteration of uh, a bill for a National Anti-Corruption Commission that we saw a number of times under the last government, there was a, a whistleblower protection commission built in to the National Anti-Corruption Commission. Unfortunately, that didn't carry over to Labor's bill. It didn't become law. And so we've got the National Anti-Corruption Commission now established and it will need whistleblowers to do its job, but we don't have a body within it dedicated to supporting and empowering them. So that's why the Human Rights Law Centre for some time now has been calling for a whistleblower protection authority. The government has said it will consider it. It will issue a discussion paper later this year, but we're calling for it to go a step further and commit to it because it's an idea that's time has come. It was first suggested by a Senate inquiry in the 1990s, again in 2017. Labor took the idea to the 2019 election. So if it was good enough then, it's good enough now. We're seeing it spread overseas. We've got whistleblower protection bodies in the US, in the Netherlands, in Slovakia, in Ireland. We need a body protecting and empowering whistleblowers, an independent statutory body that groups like ours, the Whistleblower Project of the Human Rights Law Centre, lawyers, barristers, etc., can then come around and create an ecosystem effectively that's dedicated to protecting people speak up because telling the truth is important in democracy. Yes, and that's the third recommendation in your report, a wider sustainable ecosystem to support whistleblowers. One aspect of that that your report refers to is the idea of public funding for whistleblowers. Where does that happen, if anywhere, and what do you think the prospects are of something like that being introduced in Australia? So, it, unfortunately, it can be ruinously expensive to blow the whistle, and that has a real chilling effect. So, these prosecutions, we're seeing whistleblowers who have been sued by their employers, we're seeing whistleblowers who lose their job and have to bring court cases to try and get them back. All of that costs a lot of money, and that is a chilling effect to people speaking up. And then we don't know uh, what's happening. We don't know what wrongdoing is going on if people aren't speaking up. So, we need to level the playing field. One way to do that is to ensure whistleblowers can access legal support. There's a few ways that can be done. Of course, our project is a pro bono project with in partnership with pro bono law firms and barristers supporting us. But we'll only be able to help so many people. What our report calls for is the creation of a wider sustainable ecosystem. In the United States, that's been really successful. They have reward schemes for whistleblowers and they also have the ability for whistleblowers to bring cases on behalf of government where there's wrongdoing going on that's defrauding governments. And then the government can take over the case or the whistleblower can continue to run it. And in either event, the whistleblower gets a portion of the ultimate settlement or penalty that's paid by the wrongdoing company. And that enables lawyers to operate effectively as anti-corruption fighters. There's a financial model that works for lawyers to take that role, to hunt down corruption, and that has returned billions of dollars to the American economy that otherwise would have been squirreled away as ill-gotten gains of fraud and corruption against the government. We saw talk in Victoria, a proposal by the Victorian government a few years ago for a scheme to support the legal costs of whistleblowers. That didn't go anywhere, unfortunately. We'd call on the government to reconsider that. Ultimately, we need to create models, processes, ecosystems that can support people to speak up because our democracy depends on it. 
The Whistleblower Project is a new initiative of the Human Rights Law Centre and Kieran Pender is its senior lawyer. Kieran, thanks very much for joining us on Sunday Extra. A pleasure. And Kieran's also a journalist who was The Guardian's Olympics correspondent in 2021 and writes regularly about sport for them and also on law and other subjects for the Saturday paper as well. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.